Hey y'all, this is Amok. Madam Hexa. <laughs> what? <laughs> She's already giggling, y'all. But this is Trouble Comes in Threes. This podcast discusses scandalous topics like communication and sexual health, along with kink, leather, and ethical non-monogamy. If you're under 18, please leave us and check out scarletteen.com. For those over 18, welcome and let's get actually naughty. (laughs) So if you listened to last week's podcast, we got real geeky on rope and we talked about all of the kind of different things you can think about when you're first getting into it. Tonight, we're going to continue that conversation with more about our experiences and becoming involved in the local community and learning. So, let's go. <laughs> um, so, my first experience with rope was actually my first time at a public dungeon. My first time doing pickup play. My first time in torture bondage. Oh, um, all sorts of firsts. Bingo! Um, I got really, really <laughs> lucky that it was with a safe rope top mm-hmm. um, that actually knew what she was doing. Um, but it was, it was a really great experience, um, because before I had never really been interested in rope because I, it always looks like it took so long and like the bottom was just laying there and I wanted to be more involved. I want to have that connection with Mm -hmm. the person I'm playing with. So I was like, well, maybe that's just not for me. Um, and so I was like, yeah, no. And so, but I met this really, really pretty blonde, um, and. I met a really, really pretty blonde. I kind of really want you to hurt me. And she asked if I had ever been um, tied up before. I told her no. She asked if I had ever been hurt by another person before. I told her not necessarily. I'd had a brief, like, play partner fling, but it was more like spanking, like, the lighter side of S&M. And... So we went into it and we did the scene. We used coconut rope. We used compression ties. um, All sorts of fun, fun, tear-worthy stuff. And I had a blast. Uh, It was definitely one of those things that was like, rope is diverse. Mm -hmm. I never knew this could be a part of doing rope. Because for me, I learned that I, A, want to be hurt while I'm in rope. And B, I want a more dynamic scene when I have rope. I mm-hmm. want there to be intricate moving parts and to have to kind of be on my toes. I don't do well with just having to kind of lay there. Um, I can't necessarily get out of my head for that. Pain is the thing that gets me out of my head. Um, and then my favorite experience uh, happened to be, I think, with someone at this table for a... Uh, <laughs> don't look so surprised. Um <laughs> I actually got to bottom for a muck for my second ever suspension um, for a uh, art affair that was going on. They were having like live art installations, uh, specifically kinky live art inst- installations. So you, um, you were the art and she was the artist. Yes. And so it was really exciting because I had always been curious about suspension. I had been up in suspension once before in a really simple suspension and be like, are you going to throw up if we put you in the air? Right. Um, I did not, which was a great start. Um, and then I had gone up in a practice run with you for the show and then the actual show. So technically it was my third, but, 
Um, it was so much fun. And I think it was a combination of A, having a connection with my rope top. Um, B, knowing, I'm a major exhibitionist. So knowing there were literally hundreds of people standing around us, staring at us. And yet it felt like it was just us. The best part was those people were not necessarily kinky. No, it right. wasn't it was open a, to like, it was a vanilla. It was an art kink. It, it was an yeah. art display. Yeah. It was a living uh, art. It was a fundraising event actually for uh, Metro Wellness and Health okay. here in the Tampa Bay area. Which they do tends to serve as a diverse crowd. Yes. It served, they serve predominantly LGBTQ. They do a lot of HIV and AIDS prevention as mm-hmm. well as treatment. Um, as well as general health and whole nine yards. Yeah. So this was a, a fundraising event for them, which means the majority of the people there weren't necessarily kinky. They were just supporting the organization yeah. coming out for a night of a party. But So they got to see two really hot girls tying and being tied. Um, and I really liked it because it was super, super dynamic. There was an easy flow to it, which I'm sure took a lot of work behind the scenes. Um <laughs> But it felt like it just naturally flowed from one thing to the next to the next. And it was always, I was kind of always on my toes as to what would be happening. Because I know, okay, she's going to be moving me through positions. But I didn't necessarily know how she was going to get me in the next position. Or what she was going to do to me while I was in that position. Um, And so it was really, really exciting. Because that was kind of the next eye-opener of, okay, but it really is diverse. And I can expect enjoy rope outside of just being hurt while in rope because it wasn't necessarily a pain scene at all and that was my first time really kind of experiencing like oh is this what rope bunnies feel when they get like that kind of floaty feeling of just kind of being in the moment and nothing else exists it's kind of like the pairing to subspace during like a super hard sm scene so uh, a clarification just a little note uh, the term rope bunny. Okay. There are people who have hardcore feels about that word. Okay. I am not necessarily one of those people, but I do understand it. So rope bunny and subspace, mm-hmm. the way you just use it are the same thing. Yeah. It's that happy, floaty. Uh, for a lot of people, rope bunny is the bottom of the rope. Mm-hmm. They want to be tied up and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people don't like that terminology okay, because it stems from a derogatory history. Okay. It's actually stems from motorcycle culture. Okay. Bike bunnies who hopped from one biker to the next biker to the next biker to the next biker. Oh, kind of like puck bunnies for hockey. Okay. We call them patch chasers. Okay. But. I I can see how that would be a thing. Bunny was also a term that like. Yeah. She's coming in. Fucking like a rabbit and bouncing from bike to bike. That's fair. That's fair. So some people don't like to use that because it has a derogatory, like, oh, you're just jumping from one person to the mm-hmm. other, regardless of whether you are or not. So uh, Yes, I'm a rope whore. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I, I'm a, I am a whore because I get paid for it sometimes, and I'm right. a slut all the time because right. I love rope. Exactly. Um, so I will tend to use either my bottom or rope slut because 
they don't have as much like derogatoryness. As to much them. controversy, but if something, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you want to like refer to yourself in that term, not, it's one of those things like knock yeah. yourself out. But yeah. good to know. Yeah. So yeah. If, if if somebody gets upset when somebody else, like if someone else says right. it, you know, you now know. Oh well, that that could be why they're upset yeah. about it. I know other people who call themselves a real yeah. funny shit. Sometimes I do too. Yeah. But I've like, only ever met people who refer to themselves as so. But it's always good to learn. Yeah, something me too. New. I've, not, I've not met someone iffy about it, but obviously they're there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there are some. Well, good The more you know. <laughs> this is an education podcast, right? Everybody. So, Madam but Hexa. you did get headspace from it at least, though. I did, and the photos were really cute too. They were really cute. Um, my first rugby experience was with a me. It's like I mentioned, we started. I started in self. We like um, two different people. We started in self bondage, in this house. Um. Honestly, I, again, like, kind of garden twine kind of stuff. Because, you know, like, you're 15 and living with your parents and it's like, oh, masturbating. Oh, but you know what? I bet it'd be really even better if my ankles were tied. And guess what? I was right. <laughs> so that's kind of how that started. I didn't really see any kind of, like, media that were, like, inspiring for it. I don't know. I mean, you would see all the damsels in distress stuff. But yeah. I never felt like a damsel in distress. It was yeah. more of, like, I'm going to break out of it and, you know, <laughs> yeah, escape, I guess, like, on my own. Um but I think that's kind of how, I don't know, I guess that's kind of how it started. Um, and it just kind of progressed, and then, like, you know, you find the internet, and then you realize, you know, it takes 40 years mm-hmm. for the pixel to load, but then you figure it out, and you're like, oh, this is a, this is something that people do. There are other people out here. People do this well, look at that, you know, and, like, not just, you know, ankles and yeah. wrists, but, like, body dresses and, you mm-hmm. know, all these crazy predicaments and things like that. Wearables. Like It reminded me a lot of, like, a fly caught in a spider web. Mm-hmm. And, like, the struggle that the fly mm-hmm. goes through, like, it is inevitable. You're going to be eaten by the spider, but, like, you you definitely, like, the struggle is, like, exhilarating in a way. So I think that's kind of how I started and um, getting involved. I think, I'm trying to think, when did I first bottle for another human being? To be honest, I think I topped first. I think I, I wanted to try with somebody else. Um, it just happened that they were newer to rope than even I was. And so we were kind of paired up in a group. And I was like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> you know absolutely nothing. And you're also a boy, so I'm going to tie you. And so that's how it worked out a little bit. Um, but then I have bottomed for other people since that. And when I when I was going through kind of more of like, uh, like the leather kind of, I don't hate to say training, but that journey mm-hmm. as it were uh i was ex- i expressed my interest in rope bondage and so during my side on the my time on the s side is when i got a lot of my my bottoming experience in and i think it's really critical like even if you know you just want to tie as a top or a rigger whatever term you prefer um i think you need to know again like you said you need to know what it feels like in the prior episode you need to know what it feels like to be a bottom and to know what you're kind of getting yourself into. And as a bottom, you should be responsible. Know at least the basics. Mm-hmm. So if you know the person tying you is complete shit and dangerous, that you can at least excuse yourself safely from that. That's pretty much it, mate. I don't know. <laughs> and then I just kept going. Do you have a favorite experience, either topping or bottoming for bondage? Um, I really like being people's first experience in rope. Um... Uh, it's also nice when you are tying with someone, either topping or bottoming with someone who is also very experienced, and mm-hmm. there's, like, that give and take. Mm-hmm. There's kind of, like, a, a peer exchange. It's a different kind of acknowledgement than when you tie someone who's, like, extremely better than you and they're being generous with you, or you're tying somebody who is um, very much a novice and you, you kind of have that 
inadvertent power exchange mm-hmm. because you have that authority and that experience. Um, when you're tying someone that is, you know, close to your skill level or even a little bit above you, I like those moments because it's always going to be a teaching moment. You know, because you're always going to be able to surprise them in some way and they're always going to be able to teach you something in return. And so I like that give and take. But as like as far as like a singular example, I mean... I like rope all around. That's so. They're all pretty good. I haven't actually had like an abysmal rope experience either, yeah. which is quite nice, I think. Yeah, I have. I've <laughs> <laughs> done um, like dropping myself, I guess, but I consider those good lessons. <laughs> so I kind of have three ish okay. starting. Okay. Like, yeah, sure, sure. Starting out uh, tales. So a lot like you, I started very, very young. Um, I always loved knots and ropes and stuff like that. And then, uh, once I got to probably... Watching Jaws too much, so let me say the knots and all that, where he's like, you didn't say how long you wanted it. I watched it a bunch of, like, movies that involved kidnapping. I probably shouldn't have been, but, you know, kids born in the 80s go through, like, crazy stuff. Oh, superheroes. Like, was yeah. it Rocky Bullwinkle? Yeah. Or, uh, what's the other guy? The Canadian Rocky guy. What's his name? Dudley do right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rocky and Bullwinkle? Yeah. Oh. There's different type of cartoons. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Made in distress, whatever. So, um, when I started engaging in, like, masturbation and exploring that kind of stuff, probably, honestly, at, like, 11-ish, I started tying myself to my daybed. Sorry, Mom, if you're hearing this. Um, (laughs) She probably knew. (laughs) I love she her. did. She probably didn't know what to say. She's like, oh, close no, she definitely <laughs> wouldn't have. Um, but so I started tying myself to like my bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, found out that was real, real nice. Yep. And then years and years later, when I was an adult, I found out it was a thing. Mm-hmm. Like other people like this too. Oh, good. <laughs> um, and I had a partner. He was incredibly sweet. He cannot tie his own shoelaces. Oh, no. <laughs> and so, and he also, like, felt he had to be toppy. Right. Like, he had to be dominant. They want to do this for you. Well, he, at the time, he felt dominant. Right. He's not. Um, but he felt very dominant. I know people like that. Mostly because, like, you know, it's a guy. He's got to, yeah. you know, that whole persona. Yay, toxic mentality. Yeah. Um, but he really could not tie his shoelaces. And so we did have some, like, really, really fun, sexy, fun time bedroom play. Yeah. Um, however, we also had a lot of situations where his knots were terrible. And, like, my brain works like a puzzle cracker. Like, it's constantly looking at the patterns and shifting them. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard for me, even now, to turn that off. Mm-hmm. But when he was tying me horribly, and I'm like, oh, that doesn't make any sense. That rope's going to fall. Like, my brain is just picking it apart. Yeah. And then it's so loose that literally if I sneeze, I come out of things. It makes sex much harder because I'm like, don't sneeze, don't sneeze, don't You're sneeze. Like, I've got an itch. Can you get it? Because if I pull, I'll come undone. Yeah. My hand will just fall out. Yeah. Um, Slip it out, scratch your nose, put it back in. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I didn't want him to feel bad, but no, he really, because yeah. he was trying. He he was trying very hard. Um, rope was just not his not his medium no um so i started after he and i broke up i had started playing with some rope on myself and and experiencing that um and then i went to my very first dungeon and i you know fet life was a new thing and people were on it and there's pictures Mm -hmm. and the internet is finally better than pixels uh so I was seeing all of this media 
that is very, you know, sexy. And I'm like, oh God, I love that. And like, I started seeing like suspension pictures or suspension videos. And I was like, oh my God, that looks amazing. Yeah. However. Very exotic. I'm, at the time I was like 180 pounds. Mm -hmm. Five foot two, 180-ish pounds. Uh, I never saw anyone who looked like me. I had like 60 plus pounds on almost every model I saw. Oh yeah, they're quite thin, a lot of them. And I had previously had an experience where I went to a club with some friends. It was not a proper dungeon, but it was a kink event at a local bar. And I asked this person to tie me. And he was all about tying my friend. And then when it got to my turn, he's like, mm, no. And I realized it was because of my size. Because he was like, oh, I'm really tired. I'm really tired. And then he are. immediately tied somebody else. Somebody else. Mm-hmm. And I was like, great. I so I had basically had this feeling like between what I was seeing and the one time I had been out to a club that I just, suspension was never going to be something that I could do. And then I went up to one of the local Dungeons up here. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the woodshed. And what? I sat there in amazement because of the diversity of the bodies in the building. Mm-hmm. Um, there were big people. There were little people. There were in-between people. There were, you know, traditionally pretty people. They were traditionally not pretty people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was so cool. I was like, oh, wow, this is really welcoming. And, like, nobody was looking at me. Like, I was disgusting because I was overweight. Or shouldn't be there. Or shouldn't be there. And then I'm sitting watching um, Master Penguin do suspensions. Mm -hmm. And he did a suspension on someone who was, I think, like six foot tall. Nice. And also very round. Right. And I was like, oh my God. It can be done. (laughs) If that person can do it. I can do it. Mm -hmm. There's no reason I shouldn't be able to do it. Like, I I had literally never seen anyone who was bigger than a toothpick do these things. And so seeing someone not only do it, but enjoy it and have fun. Right, yeah, that's a thing too. And I was like, oh my God, like, it opened a whole new world because I was like, maybe the physics just don't work when you're working with human bodies to do it when it's this big. Bullshit. Right. If somebody tells you you're too fat to suspend, it's probably because they don't have the skill set. Right. Again, you know, people lift boats with ropes. So yeah. I feel like human beings are no problem. Yeah. So, uh, so Master Penguin actually gave me my first suspension. Oh, lovely. That night. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing because it wasn't a pity suspension. It wasn't, I wasn't told I couldn't do it because of my size. I wasn't, you know, nobody looked at me like, oh God, you're suspending her? Right. It was just... A girl being suspended by a really talented rope guy. Right. Like, it period. was just a period. Uh, that night, I bought my first <laughs> bondage-specific rope, some of which I still have to this Aww. day. It's nostalgic at this point. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and, yeah, no, I haven't stopped tying since. Nice. Yeah. Or being tied. <laughs> I think that's lovely. It's a lot of fun. I feel like it's lovely. I feel like it's, like... Because I'm looking back and I'm like, I'm thinking about everybody's stories and all that. It's like, I feel like I kind of like slipped in there in a good place, you know, because I'm, I'm a little behind you in years. So like I had access to a wider variety of mediums. So mm-hmm. I could access, you know, the internet in a way that you couldn't when you were first looking at it. So I had the opportunity to find a wider variety. Now mm-hmm. I was still, you had to look. 
Yeah. You had to look at for specific things. Yeah. Um, and it was all extremes. Again, it was either very thin and aesthetic mm-hmm. or it was like far in BBW. And I was like, well, I'm like in the middle. Like I'm average. Like I'm a curvaceous woman. But yeah. I'm not a BBW and I'm certainly not thin. So I'm like, where's the middle bit here? But it's not like it was impossible. Like you just did it yourself. And mm-hmm. nobody said to my face that I'm too fat to be in rope. Um... Maybe for their own good. Um, but, again, no one said it's my face. Maybe they said it behind my back, but I don't really care. If they're not saying it to me, then obviously it's yeah. not that important. So I do think it um, I think it does matter, the experiences you have coming on. Then, yeah. then your outlook on it as well. Yeah, Some, I was... Oh. Go ahead. Somebody telling me that I was too big is actually how I self-suspended, or why I self-suspended for the first well, time. Well, I would too. If someone told me, I'm like, well, now I have to do it twice. They were like... No, you absolutely can't do that. You're way too big for it. Watch me. And then uh, a couple weeks later, we were at a rope class with a group that used to be that used to go on down here, and I was like, "I bet I could do that. Mm-hmm. I have safe people to to spot me while I do this incredibly dumb thing." Right. And yeah, I went up, and the person who said that I was too fat walked around the corner as I was coming down from it. As everybody's right. like, "Oh my god, she did so good!" Blah blah blah. And I'm like, right. "You see, I think that's the beautiful thing about the human spirit is if you tell us no, I mean, we're just gonna do it twice." Yeah, yeah. I think I was very, very lucky. My first time, like going and seeing, because I didn't really do a lot of research on rip stuff because it wasn't something I thought would be an interest of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like really, really lucky because I did mention because talking. With the uh, rope top who I had my first scene with. She was going through all the different things. She's going through like her negotiation checklist. And she was talking about like, do we want to just do groundwork? Have you ever been suspended before? I was like, no, I don't think. I was like, I don't think I, I get. I'm like, I'm self-conscious. I feel like I'm too heavy to go up. And she, so my first experience with rope was literally her saying, the only difference between suspending someone who is super, super thin and someone who is not super, super thin is the amount of rope I use. So yeah. I was very lucky that she that was rope. my first experience with a rope top on that subject. Right. It's definitely one of the biases that exist within the community. Yeah. Have you guys run into any other biases being in the community longer than I have? Boys don't bottom. Boys don't bottom. And women don't tie. And women are not tops. <laughs> Boys are not bottoms. You have to be thin and usually you have to be white as well. Yeah. So if so, the usual, the usual, the usual in our BDSM okay. kinky fetish okay. community world. But you know, I think we can kind of delve into some of those more. I mean, and on. obviously that's also coming from like the heteronormative yeah. side of kink, because sure. sure. obviously, like in well, we, gay yeah. kink, there's going to be boys bottom. Yeah, like, <laughs> right, because that, those are your options. It's, those they're are boys, all boys. They're boys. They're all um, boys. Yeah. But yeah, no. In when it comes to representation, right. There are far fewer people putting out photography or putting out videos that involve a wider range of bodies, Mm -hmm. whether it be skin tones, ethnicity, gender, you know, guys don't get a lot of representation, Mm -hmm. gender non-conforming people don't get a lot of representation people with disabilities you mm-hmm. can still if you have a physical what disability of my fa- are you probably still... the same thing oh please tell me that yes. story again do it okay right. so speaking of disabilities Da-da-da-da. i stepped you up yeah uh so i have a friend who is an amputee mm-hmm. it's a uh, acne i don't know if it's above i think it's above. i think it's... yeah whatever yeah. she's an amputee she ain't got part of her leg mm-hmm. um <laughs> uses a prosthetic 
I was teaching a class on rope and connection. Mm -hmm. And something I, I try to emphasize is that connection isn't just like sensual or sadistic. It can also be lighthearted and funny. Mm -hmm. Or it could be funny and sadistic right. or whatever. So her and I had talked beforehand. I had no idea this was not only her first scene, but her first suspension. Um, no pressure. I had known her for... No, I didn't know. Nobody told me. Okay. She didn't tell me. There's no pressure because you didn't know. Uh, but I had known her for years and years. So she was very aware. She knew what she was getting herself into. She had just not played publicly and had never done a suspension. And we're like, okay, cool. Let's do this thing. And so we discussed ahead of time. But we didn't tell anybody in class what we were doing. Okay. Well, where was the surprise then? Of course. Right? So she goes up. And everybody knows she's an amputee. Um, she sword it's fights fairly, with her leg regularly. It's fairly obvious. I mean, you know, she bought right. her legs off. <laughs> she's, she's femme, so she, like, wears dresses and her leg is just, like, not there. there. It's great. Um, so I take her in and we end up doing suspension. And it's all, like, giggles and being cute and adorable and, like, lighthearted and I put her up, and I suspend her, and her leg is suspended separately from her other leg. Her leg. And <laughs> Disconnected at, from her body. And so at one point, I we had pre-released like her oh, leg gotcha. on the way up. Okay. So it was still connected, but barely. Right. Like, the, the, it was unpinched, but it was right. still there. So she's in this, like, side suspension. Everything is great. She's looking so pretty. And then I pop her leg off. <laughs> Surprise! And her leg is just like dangling there. And then I took her and I spun her in a circle and I said, stop kicking yourself! Oh. As her <laughs> prosthetic, prosthetic was face. kicking her in the face. It <laughs> was angry. Uh, and then I like really gingerly, lovingly brought the leg down. The leg. And like the leg. made sure that, you know, brought it down smoothly. And tied it. All while she's up there. for the leg. Giggling her ass off. Everyone in the room, when it first popped off, they thought it was an accident. Like, yeah. like, I, which was honest, the whole point. Yeah, I'd have been like, oh my oh, god. Like, do I laugh? If I laugh, am I a bad person? <laughs> right. I'm pretty sure that's probably what the audience was, uh, like, what the class yeah, was thinking. Absolutely. Um, but once I was like, I spun her and yelled, stop kicking yourself, stop but kicking like, yourself, they this realized this was like, a joke. Yeah, yeah. And she was fun. dying oh, laughing. It was so good. Yeah, that and like I've also seen people in wheelchairs suspended with their wheelchairs. Sometimes separately, they're brought up and then their wheelchair is suspended under them. There is a book. Ah. Uh, it's called uh, Better Bondage for Every Body. Yeah. There's a space. Um, I love it so much. It's such a fucking good book. And I'm so not good. saying it just because I'm featured in it. Yeah, <laughs> I actually read that book before I knew you. Like before I knew you existed. And you're like, oh yeah. The first time I think it was on the podcast, I was like, oh, yeah, in this book, you're like, I'm in that book. I was I like, oh, okay. Book. <laughs> yep. Uh, me and one of my really good friends. Uh, but, yeah, no, it's a great book because mm -hmm. it, it goes through not only some stuff about, like, how you can warm up the body and stuff like that, yeah. but it also, she's got entire sections on working with different styles of bodies. Yep. Including. Mm -hmm. Amputees. Amputees, people in wheelchairs, people who are bigger, people who are smaller. Like, That's why I love that book so much, because it's so diverse, and it was the first resource I ever saw that included such a diverse platform. Oh, wow. It's almost like it's in the title. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm a big supporter. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. And, um... The author, Evie Vane, mm -hmm. also total doll. Oh, that's a bonus as well. Yeah. Um, we've gotten, we've actually tied together. We've um, gotten hangout during some conferences. Mm -hmm. She's just such a sweetheart. Yeah, it's good to know. Completely. She also has um, another one called The Little Guide to Getting Tied Up. 
which is great for beginner uh, it's cute. Like or that. intermediate Thanks. bottoms. Highly recommend. It's cute. I love it. So much. So what if you want to get involved in the rope community? How would you go about that? Uh, so let's answer that question with the assumption that there is no pandemic and you can do these yes. things. So let's do that Do that yes. first. Seriously. First. And then, and then we'll follow, we'll up, follow with up with the, reality, the 2020 reality. The reality of uh, this, this shite. Um, so unfortunately, folks, like everything else, uh, you need to leave your house and meet people. Um, you don't have to, I guess, but I feel like that's the best way. It's like yeah. talking to people in the community, hitting up a munch that may or may not be rope focused mm-hmm. and asking around. I'm interested in rope. Who in the area is into it? Who is willing to teach? Are Are there there any classes? Are there workshops? Are there, if you have local play spaces, do they have rope workshop nights? Some spaces offer like a designated time and space for rope in particular. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think those are your best bets for kind of like the in-person interaction. It's like pretty much every skill set we have here. It's like you got to find somebody. And if you get in contact with your local dungeon... Mm -hmm. Or a local dungeon if yeah. you're in an area that doesn't have one locally, maybe local a couple enough, towns you know. Yeah. Reach out and see if they know anyone who does rope in your area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think I find a lot of events, um, not only on FetLife, but on some of the other sites. Facebook, strangely enough, has a lot of... Yeah. It's in a resurgence. Like, if you have a kink-friendly Facebook and you can find the groups... Yes. Yeah. And you're in the right groups, because sometimes they are secret or private, and mm-hmm. if you're in the right circles, then that it, that can be a good way also to find the events. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some good resources that can get you started yeah. with it. Yeah. Um, Twisted Monk has some great stuff. Like mm-hmm. the Duchy. Or Duchy, Duchy, Duchy. It's a website. It is a yeah. website. So he offers, like, you can pay for a Patreon. It's, like, five bucks or whatever for, like, specialty stuff, but he has a lot of, like... All the basic knots, a ton of basic harnesses, safety mm-hmm. features. So it's it's good if you want to like, and all the it's photographed step by step, and the bottom is like nice. in like a all white bodysuit, so, okay, you, can so you can see really it. see yeah. the rope, and he really zooms in and kind of like does small video clips and stuff like that. So as far as the online resource, I think that's that's a good one to go for. So we'll definitely have a link to yes. some of our favorite yes. resources in the show notes. Um, as much as I love the online resources and the book resources, I'm a big book slut. If anyone mm-hmm. wasn't aware, I'm a librarian and I love books. Uh, there's nothing like finding people mm-hmm. to practice yeah. with. Yeah. Um, you can do self-bondage, but mm-hmm. I really think that it's important to learn with other experienced rote people because yes. the book can only give you so much information. Yes. And sometimes it's nice to just look over and be like, did I do this wrong? Is this wrong? Right. You can't confirm it with yeah. just the book. I yeah. Somebody look steps. at this. Like, is this pulled down tight enough? When right. Like, fastening and not. Like, is this right. really locked? I don't know. We'll find right. out. Right. It's like, is this Fudumomo actually suspendable? Or is it going to slide off the minute I try to yank my leg in there? Right. Um, I also really recommend, if you're, if you're interested, to check out to see if there's anybody doing classes or workshops mm-hmm. in your area. Mm-hmm. Um. I know that I have had some amazing experiences when I went to um like a two day workshop at a local dungeon. It wasn't one of their normal nights. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, but they knew who was hosting it. I was able to get a ticket for it, mm-hmm. and that private one on one learning or mm-hmm. small group learning is irreplaceable. Priceless. It is irreplaceable. Um, if you are looking for people, vet them. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't just find the first closest rope oh. person in your area. 
make sure that you reach out not just to the bottoms they give you, but other people in the community. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. double check if you do have community resources like dungeons or munches. Talk with the organizers of those. Do they know about this person? Because is that person banned from their events? Right. <laughs> There's probably a reason why. Um, yeah, definitely use your resource. Like any kind, if you're meeting people for play or even in a mentorship type role, do your due diligence. That's yep. just a safety feature. It's like dating. Check them out as much as you can yeah. before you show up. Yeah. Especially if like tell a friend. Especially yeah. if they're like, oh, I only tie in my private residence when no one else is home. To me, that is outside of my risk I profile. I feel like I'm getting murdered, and I didn't sign up for that today. So no, thank you. I appreciate you, Jack the Ripper, but I'm gonna say no. Yep. Yeah. And they're organizations as well. They're like national and international organizations mm-hmm. that are devoted to the art mm-hmm. of tying. So I know we're both a part of an organization called Hitch and Bitches. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> uh, that's an international rope organization that is predominantly for female tops. Right. Um, it's giving us a space to practice because I know my experience going to a lot of the rope groups has been the girls are there to bottom. They're not there to top. Even if they are rope tops, like they're coming with their partner. They're going to be this for us. This was a space for Mm -hmm. us to go practice and us to go tie without this. Shit. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. Yeah. I lack better I'm like, words. I'm like, without the patriarchy. Right. Like, English lacks the requisite words to describe my internal hatred for it. Um, but yeah, it's like we mentioned, it's, yeah. I'm a woman, so I can't be a top. Like, I can't be a dominant. Like, I'm a figment of your imagination. Um, we don't exist. Don't it's like five people. We don't exist. I don't exist. Yeah. Um, cool. We are greedy and non-existent. Yeah. So. It's like Schrodinger's sexuality. Ah, that's why. Wait, wait. That's how. <laughs> Somebody actually told me that about rope, and I was like, yes, thank you. <laughs> because I was like, I top, I bottom, and I in between. Yeah. I self-suspend. And they were like, that's a lot. Are you just greedy? And I was like, yes. Yes, it comes absolutely. absolutely. Um, I know our local chapter, not all chapters do this. Mm-hmm. Um, our local chapter, which we happen to be organizers of. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually. Shameless I'm, plug here. Yeah. I'm one of the, I'm actually one of the found, co-founders of the local chapter, uh, and you joined us last year mm-hmm. to help us kind of plan and host events and things like that. Because I had the space. Because you have the space. Mm-hmm. And the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we also do Hitch and Bitches and Co. events. Yes. Which is, it's a female-led, female-identified space. Mm-hmm. However, other people can come, other genders can come, specifically masculine genders can come and top as long as they remain respectful of the fact that this is a female and gender non-conforming space. Right. Um, You have to check with your local chapter on that. Yeah, and if you get too big for your britches, you're out, mate. Yeah. Now, what are the views on bottoms? Do they have to be specifically female or gender non-conforming? No, they can be no gender, no gender restrictions on bottoms. It's it. I think the organization, correct me if I'm wrong, is designed to give uh, women rigors the opportunity and the space to practice their skills without the kind of oppressive feel of the shit that is sometimes That man walking up being like, oh, sweetheart, you need some help with that? Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, to protect you from that guy. Also, it gives a space for bottoms that are new. It's kind of like a shielded environment as well because, again, especially if you are a female or a gender non-conforming bottom, 
you know, sometimes it, it, it feels a little safer to do it when you don't have like an aggressive male top coming at you because since we are the other in every circumstance, yeah. this is a very, this is a form of aggression in our, yes. in our world. And so it's nice to be shielded from that. Can I tell a really funny rope story that might get me in trouble, but a might what not? Story? Rope story? A rope story. Um, so I was demo, so there was a specific male top, um, who just kept on asking, really want to tie you, really want to tie you, like, really don't want to tie with you. And finally he wanted, there was someone that I was talking with who wanted to learn rope. Get it hit, mister. (laughs) There was someone that I was talking with who really wanted to learn rope and she had apparently set up time with him for him to show her how to top for rope. And I was like, and she asked me, she's like, will you please bottom for me? I was like, for you? Yes. But if he comes near But no, but so the thing is he was showing her on me and so he was he was showing her how to do um a TK. How convenient for him. Right. And so showing her how to do a TK and I I think the displeasure on my face was very um clear. Clear because you mean your resting few, nice face was gone? My resting nice face is gone. <laughs> it was that I am doing this because she asked me to and I really like her and I want her to be able to learn. And so, yeah. And so I had a few friends that were sitting in like the social area of the dungeon watching this happen. And one of them happened to have a laser pointer. And so they're playing with the laser pointer on the wall as he's trying trying to tie my arms behind my back. Um, And so I'm like getting all squirmy and he's getting frustrated. And I'm, I ended up just laughing. He's All like, you saw was a laser. It's not your fault. This right. I was like, uh, there is a red dot and I'm trying to save you from it. You ungrateful bastard. Right. This is obviously a sniper coming at you. Right. I was like, <laughs> I mean, but please. But, um, but no. And so that was, that was kind of like a fun moment where I was like, <laughs> I'm going to make this as uncomfortable for you as it is for me, mate. Right. And like, it was, it was just, honestly, it was just so boring. Like it got to the point where like, even she was like, ah. I don't think you're the one to teach me rope. And, like, <laughs> walked away. And Hopefully after you were untied. No, he, he was still there. So he was then, like, he's like, well, he's like, I want to sit down to untie you. Can you, like, lay down? I was like, I don't know. Can you get me to the ground? My arms are behind my back. I'm like, can you assist me? I was frick? the... I don't, so I don't identify as a brat. I was the brattiest fucking bottom. Just had it. I had just had it, and I, like, I had very, very little respect for him at that point because of all of the flat out saying, I would really like you to stop contacting me. Take a fucking hit, Like, I was just like, no, you know what? I'm going to let my kitty out. Hardcore. But it was a lot of fun because I was like. Pity it wasn't the claws. Right. I'm a little bad at your friend, though, who, like, walked away. Like yeah, she no, asked you with her. That was that was not cool because she asked you to bottom for, for her. her. Yeah. And her just, walking away is not yeah. no. I wouldn't say friend. It was a possible play partner acquaintance who I was infatuated with. Regardless. But yes, it's, not, it's irresponsible topping to walk away from a bottom, especially if they're still tied. So just impolite. <laughs> Don't leave me out there, you Right? I was just like, you can see I'm annoyed with him. You wait till I get out of this fucking room. You see what Right? I was like, ah. <laughs> But please no. help me help. Please tell me you like exonerate her from your future. Oh yeah, no, I didn't talk to her. Okay. Like, okay, I, like I was just like, I don't think we're, I don't think we're matched on this. And then oh. she decided she wanted to be more bottom anyways, and so I was like, well, I can't help you there. No, exactly. Oh, no. rope, rope, rope stories coming to my mind now. It's not funny, yes. but uh, baby girl, 
had her first rope flogging experience. Oh, I love it so much. That's the other thing. So rope so isn't just fun. about tying people. It's not up. just about bondage. It can be a hitty thing. And it, it hurts is, like a mofo. Especially if you're in my fucking space, I will whip that shit. Oh yeah, so fast. that's but the easiest to get out of. My this life. was intentional rope flogging because I, I felt like I was like, oh, we should play with rope because she likes rope. Yeah. And our relationship originally started as like rope top and bottom. That's how I met her. Yeah, yeah. that's how I met her too. Well, her. The couple she was with was like, you have to meet this woman, and like threw her at me. I was like, mm-hmm. hello, small one. Um, and that's how <laughs> that actually started. Um, but then we started like a rope-based kind of play partner stuff. Um, but so we did kind of, we did we did rope bondage, but then, so I put her into Fudo's and I put on her knees, so she was like a tabletop mm-hmm. on the floor. And then much like I did for Caitlin, mm-hmm. I had her read poetry to me <laughs> in very poor lighting. <laughs> uh, it, that spot reading. Uh, yeah, uh, oh yeah. I, I was, was like, spot reading Edgar Allan Poe, and it was like, I've never read any, like, actual Edgar Allan Poe. I was like, here's your education, darling. It was Lenore. Lenore's, like, one of my favorite yeah. poems. So I was like, read that to me. So she's like, yes, ah, ah. And the, the, the candle lighting is not helpful, I'm sure. Um, also, you're, like, behind the bookshelf, so it's very dark. Uh, but on purpose. But <laughs> So we had her in this little predicament bondage, and she's all ganged up. And it's been a while since she did kind of, like, a more intricate or more involved rope scene as opposed to just like a little bit of a harness and one limb and stuff like that so yeah she was kind of balanced on that and then I had I picked up an extra bundle and I was like hmm. so <laughs> I just kind of like grabbed the, I don't know how you do I just grabbed like the bundle and yep. so like the flails at the end yeah and just kind huh. of like it's so yep. nice it's yeah. just when one starts to like inevitably come loose and turns into like a whip whip as opposed well, to a well and the beauty of it too now and I'm not a fan of like knots at the end of my rope however I, yeah for oh. rope flogging very, very useful nice. it's one little not coming down is kind of like it's a bit of a, a surprise so anyway anytime she stuttered or stopped in her sentence or paused too long for my liking not only did she have to start over again Sometimes. but the flogging continued <laughs> 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 so when we got we got finished and she was untied and she was she's in bed or whatever and she she's gonna kill me for saying that loud. <laughs> but she was like holding her hands over her Volvo and she's like girl calm down <laughs> <laughs> did not take the whole tadachi just so three more three more strokes and there it went um so good for her but uh yeah so that was oodles of fun like the rope flogging her first experience with that and now it's like i think it's just being added to the to the repertoire yeah for continued use so, so much fun to find something else for her to do while i do it because yeah. i like to keep her busy oh similarly to that my first experience with like having rope used as the impact implement mm-hmm. was also my first experience having a rope sandal done and so oh. it was a bit of predicament. Thousands. Um, it was the second time I tied with the top I had my first scene with. And she was like, so I know you don't want me to hit you on your feet. And you don't want me to tickle you. But how do you feel about really scratchy painfulness on your feet? I was like, unknown? And unknown. Un- and she's like. Stand clear. She's like, is that a you would prefer not to? Or you'll give it a shot? I was like, right. oh give it a shot so she put a coconut rope sandal on me so it went between my big toe and How the second toe. and um so i had one leg that had the sandal she put my other leg in coconut fudo i was on the a-frame so i was able to hold on to like the side of the a-frame as okay. well as like one like heart like one of the um like wrist points above me i wasn't attached to it but i could hold it for support um right. and so um she 
Let me do that, but then she used the rope as a fogger to hit my arms that way I was using to like support myself. Ah. And so when I let go, <laughs> I put more weight onto the sa- coconut mm. sandal and then I could try to like lean away, but then it would uh, pull on the, f- oh, it was attached to the food in my mouth. So See, pull I'm actually with your arms up, I'm thinking armpit, oh, like, yeah. right, right where the, the breast tissue is. Can right I read there. now? <laughs> Can I read now? We can renegotiate later, but uh, as long as oh. the paper doesn't count, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Oh. But yeah, no, so that was, that was, I have been a, like, lover of, like, rope as impact ever since. I actually forgot it was a thing until our scene, and I was like, rope oh, what, I was like what the fuck did she hit me with? I was like, rope I think she hit me with rope. rope I was bundle. like, what? I was like trying to peek, you're like, are you looking at me? I was like, no, no man, I'm not looking. I was trying to look at what was in her hand. <laughs> I wasn't looking in your eyes. I'm looking, <laughs> at I'm looking near you, you, not at you. Yeah, I, just, I thought I saw a ghost. And you I say you're know. not a brat. Right? I immediately she, stopped looking. <laughs> she did. That doesn't mean you weren't bratting before. That. I wasn't. She knew it was good for her. <laughs> I, I don't brat with people that I feel very subby towards. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we got to do super fun um, me and this guy from North Carolina, I think he's in North Carolina, um, was down and we had like a primal rope scene. And so there was bondage involved, but then also like wrestling. And so he and I were legitimately rolling across these mats into the bushes and back (laughs) out. Um, that was a lot of fun. It was very, very intense. Sounds like it. Energy-wise, it was great. Yeah, then also being outside adds to that whole yeah. snarly-farly kind of bit. Um, I think my favorite... So I perform a lot. Right, yeah. Top, bottom, self-suspended. I tend to perform. Most of my performance is either self-suspension or topping. But I got an amazing opportunity mm. to... Bottom for Grey Dancer, who also happens to be, his podcast is one of my recommendations. Nice. Perfect. Um, It's called The Rope Cast. But uh, he was coming to town for an event, and I was so stinking excited Mm -hmm. that he was coming, because, like, I would get to meet him. I had been listening to his podcast. Um, We had actually met briefly at another conference. He was coming, and then he mentioned that he uh, didn't, his his bottom that was performing was coming from Canada. Okay. And got stopped at the border. And for you some reason. Canadians alone. They're so sweet. Right? And this is way before, like, this was, like, 2013 or 14. I got you. Um, so not now when, like, pandemic and everything. But uh, so he had posted on Twitter that he was looking for a bottom in the area who's going to be available. <laughs> And I messaged them. And I, me, 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 me. And I was like, uh, I'm available. I would love to do the thing. Let's please. Uh, and I thought, because of the fact, like, my my Twitter profile is a picture of me. Like, it's not naked. I don't, yeah. Naked and hanging upside down. Yeah. I don't hide my size or who I am or anything like that. Um, I assumed he was vetting, like, that he vetted me. Right. Sure he looked at my profile after I sent him the message. Yep. And so, and I'm sure a million other people did. Right. Who are more... Maybe he remembered you. I don't... No, I don't think so. Okay. I think he just... was like, sure. <laughs> yeah. Quick on the draw. <laughs> Quick on the draw. So, um, yeah, he ended up picking me. Brilliant. 
And I was like, I was not expecting it. There are tons of other more aesthetically pleasing bottoms that probably messaged him. Um, but I was stoked. Enthusiasm. Yes. Um, also because it was a giant fuck you to somebody else. Um, <laughs> so I got to go. And we met and like we were talking. He explained why he had like one of the reasons that he picked me was because of my theater experience and my performance, perf- uh, circus performance. And he's like, I needed somebody to perform because his was not the typical sexy, mean, like rope thing. Mm-hmm. It was a complete like hilarious situation. Fabulous. Um, like I got, you're like, I will be your aerial clown. Come here. It was hilarious. So he, I, I go out and I'm tied and I like get carried out onto a table and then like he's being, he's trying to be like super sexy with me and whatever. And then like gets up and funny shit happens and I walk, I start walking away from him and (laughs) the rope starts what looked like a very secure rope thing. Starts undoing. Actually had a trick so that it would start unraveling as That's I walked funny. away from him. That's and then cute. I was like, what? And I like gathered it up. And then I ran around the room chasing him and like hitting him with it. And being like, <laughs> but it was the whole thing. Cute Penny Hill theme song. <laughs> yes. I think he had like 1930s like cute. music I going like on it. too. It was it was just, fun. it was. It sounded like it was fucking fun. Yeah. Hilarious and super fun. And honestly, the rope was hella nice. Like, yeah. he did an excellent job tying me. His personality was great. It was not what the audience was expecting. It wasn't what. So that's a cute, good performer though, isn't it? Right. Like, it was, and it was just honestly a really fun experience. Like, top to bottom, hella enjoyable. Good. Yay. So, I think that's. That's one of my first, like favorite performance. I have a lot of like intimate, sexy time right. or scene get things that I absolutely love. But that I think that's my favorite. That would be that's pretty peak material, though. Yeah. Honestly. Especially like as a bottom. Yeah. Because especially part, somebody you admired like that. Somebody I, you know? that I admired and like somebody who I you know he's this internationally known person. I'm some girl from Tampa Bay who Central Florida knows me. Right. But. I've also repeatedly been told big girls don't bottom, and here I am. My sexy ass was walking around everywhere. It was great. I was like, ass was running around. <laughs> yup, it was great. It was super fun. So, um, any final thoughts on rope and all that? Yeah, this has been a really nice discussion. Yeah, I know we got carried away, which I love. Um, but it's like two of our big passions, and obviously, like anything that can kill. Caitlin makes her excited, and as we discussed in the first episode, ropes fucking and dangerous. neck ropes are a thing of mine, so hey. Wow, there yeah. you go. Um, Risk away. Risk away. I think, like, everything else we talk about, do some homework, make some mistakes, have some fucking fun. That's kind of, like, my advice for everything yeah. that we do. Um, Keep your mind open. Yeah. As a top and as a bottom, yeah. because there are some things you can do with rope that'll surprise you. So versatile. I think that's, like we said, that was, like, one of our key love factors yeah. is that... Whether it's sadism or bondage or this kind of sensual connection, like kind of that tactile mm-hmm. um, stimulus and all that, um, there's really not much it can't do, honestly. Yeah. So yeah. That's what's great about it. It's like the ultimate toolkit. Love it. It's just so good. It is so good. It's so good. So go, go get in some fucking rope and remember trouble, trouble comes, comes in three. three and get fucked. <laughs> <laughs>
Kitty. That one's for you, Pup Otter.